This is the Extravagant Promises Podcast, and I'm your host, Gregory. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. This is a podcast about reckoning, recovery, and redemption. We share our experience, our strength, and our hope. Tonight's episode is number 53, Tolerated. And before I get into the meat of the episode, let me once again share some of the housekeeping items. First of all, this is not, I don't hold this out as an AA meeting. It's not meant to be an AA meeting, but it is meant to be um, complementary to your AA program, a program of recovery, and a candle in the nighttime, as it were, if you just want a break from an AA meeting or you're somewhere where you can't, you've, you've got it on your phone, but you can't get to a meeting Maybe you can just hear my voice and hear the topic, and, and it'll help with your program. I hope that is what it does. That's the intention. Um, number two, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a healthcare professional, and I am certainly not a mental health professional. I do have a lot of experience uh, reading a lot of books on mental health and certainly have spent my share of fair share of time on, on the sofas of plenty of uh, mental health professionals, but... Uh, please, I do think that everyone should have a mental health program with a counselor of their choosing. Um, but this is not, this is not uh, meant to offer medical advice of any kind. Number three, this is a commercial free advertising free venture. I will never solicit nor accept any kind of money for this podcast. This is an act of charity. It's an act of service on my part. It helps me stay sober by bringing the message to the other alcoholics who might suffer and who are still suffering. And we, we know there are many of us and inside and outside the rooms. Fourth, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions. Please protect mine. I swear by all that is good inside me and, 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 and everything that is inside me that I will protect yours. That's not to say that if you have a criticism or a suggestion or just a a, a, a kind word that I don't want you to reach out to me. I do. Please, you can email me at Gregory B, which is G R E G O R Y, letter B, um, at, so it's G R E G O R Y B at extravagantpromisespodcast.com. Um, I can also be found on Instagram at extravagantpromisespodcast, though, as I have shared um, there, I am really trying to limit, if not eliminate, my interface with all forms of social media. Um, there is definitely a uh, a value to those platforms and those uh, mechanisms and those apps and all those things. I just have not found it for me. And in fact, if anything, I've found them to be um, harmful to my well-being and my mental state of mind. So I really, I, I want to get the message out 
I will try to, you know, get in, get out kind of thing when I, when I post, but I have, um, I would like to, to live in a social media free world. And, um, maybe, maybe, maybe that's just completely idiotic on my part. And I don't consider podcasts to be a form of social media. Um, I, I just consider it a form of media period. Um, on the other hand, I, I think that, um, like I said, it, it's not, it's not a statement about the world. It's not a statement about social media or those companies or technology. It is just a statement about me. I find that to be a slippery place where not a lot of good is coming out of it for me. <clears throat> so with that joyous uh, revelation, why don't we jump right into the topic here today? So um, there's a phrase that I've heard many times from people who I admire and some who I don't so much, but but certainly successful business people mainly, uh, military leaders, um, leaders generally, but, but I always hear this phrase, we, you get the conduct you tolerate. It's not what you preach. It's what you tolerate. It's not what you say. It's what you tolerate. And, you know, this idea that, that if you tolerate someone, you can say, please come to work early or on time. But if you tolerate someone not showing up on time, then, they're not going to, and the, you're going to get the conduct that you tolerate. And I think that's very true. I mean, I think in terms of boundaries and behaviorism and that whole concept, that is absolutely true. That if, if you, by, by tolerating something, you are reinforcing it, you are accepting it, you are, you're saying it's okay. And you're rewarding essentially bad or in unacceptable behavior to you because it's not unacceptable. You are, in fact, accepting it. But, but I really want to dig deeper into the, that concept and the world of our recovery and our trudging the road of, uh, the, 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 the road of, of, of happy destiny. Um, what do I mean by tolerate? And, and, and how does it refer back to and relate back to our, our efforts to get sober and stay sober and find serenity. Well, here goes. It's you get the conduct you tolerate from yourself. You act in a certain way. And by acting in a certain way, you, meaning I, meaning me, meaning we, we tolerate it. When you accept and tolerate behaviors that are not healthy for you, then you are going to get that behavior, not only from yourself, but I would submit from other people as well. You are basically putting a giant highway billboard up in this, on your soul and on the, on the, in, in the universe that says, this kind of behavior is okay with me. And it's, 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 it kind of, it goes to the notion of, you know, do what I say, not what I do. That just doesn't, that doesn't work in recovery. It may work elsewhere. I, I honestly, I don't want to debate the point. I'm not going to debate it with myself for sure, but I don't think I've ever really seen that phrase actually have truth anywhere, which is, you know, I'm telling you to do this, but I don't do it myself. I tolerate this behavior in myself, but I won't tolerate it in you. Um, hey, you know, 
not okay and and not not a good way to to lead a sober serene life so we get the conduct we tolerate what do you want to tolerate in yourself what kind of behavior do you tolerate from yourself do you tolerate let's say um inwardly and outwardly do do you tolerate using and drinking well i hope not um i hope you don't tolerate that kind of behavior because if you do, you're going to get more of it. You're going to drink again. You're going to use again. Um, do you tolerate uncivil, incivil? I always mess that up. As, as, as broad as I hope my, my dictionary and vocabulary are, uh, I certainly, uncivil behavior, disrespectful behavior, intolerant behavior, Hate, hateful behavior. Do you tolerate that in yourself? Do you think that sitting here and um, yelling at the at the at the at the television with the whatever news program is on, you know, calling if you're if you're on the right side of the fence politically, calling your opponent a communist, a traitor. Uh, you know, if you're on the left side of the podium, calling your, your opponent a fascist, a Nazi, a traitor, um, using racist, homophobic, uh, uh, hate speech, calling other people racists, homophobic, or haters, or hateful people, you know, shaming, humiliating, if, 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 if you, speak those words and and think those thoughts you're tolerating that kind of behavior in yourself and you're going to get more of it you you are sending the vibration out into the universe you are sending the the billboard out you're you're lighting that big neon sign up along that giant highway of life that says this is cool with me i'm good with this you know i can i can I, can, I tolerate this kind of behavior in myself, and I'm going to get more of it, not only from myself, but from everyone around me. And that, um, that really is the thing that's just been hammering on me, is that, is that until I can sit and say, I don't tolerate that behavior in myself, do I dare have the, the right, the privilege, the capital, whatever you want to call it, do I have that? to question that behavior in someone else and say, I'm not going to tolerate that. But look to thyself, look to your own soul, look to your heart and say, okay, you know, when I was new in the rooms, I, uh, 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 I heard the phrase, if you want self-esteem, do esteemable things. And it struck me as so odd, you know, I mean, there's, it's such a deep phrase if you really look at it, you know, because in a lot of ways, Think about it. We don't say like, I want to be esteemed. You know, that, yes, we do. I think, who doesn't want to be esteemed by others? Well esteemed. But what we first want, what we most desperately need is self-esteem. And, and, and you don't get self-esteem from someone else. Someone else doesn't give you self-esteem. We give it to ourselves. And if we don't esteem ourselves, if we don't, 
believe in ourselves, if we hate ourselves, if we speak ill of ourselves, if we think ill of ourselves, if we do ill to ourselves, how could we ever have esteem and love for ourselves and admiration for ourselves? I mean, isn't that the, 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 the sort of the, the, the sweet spot of all this is not to be admired, but to admire ourselves? to be admirable in your own heart, to be proud of yourself. And if you don't do things that make you proud, then you won't be proud. It doesn't matter how many things you do for other people or to other people, if you don't command your own esteem in your own mind, you can never actually achieve esteem in others. And 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 when we esteem when we secure that self-esteem guess what else happens we don't care what other people think because it's not important to us what other people think what's important is what we think of ourselves you get the conduct you tolerate you know so um that is the i, I would I mean, there's there's so much magical, mystery, beautiful, spiritual, uh, faith-driven, just just unknowing, unseeing beauty in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. But I would say that that one of the biggest things that the program gave to me it was both a positive and a negative, but both both. And and I I will say this not negative in the in the sense of it did bad but negative or a, or a, an absence of of negativity maybe that's a better way to put it but think about it it's like think how many of us have 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 been, have spent a few moments in the rooms a few twenty four hours so to speak a year two years three years five years whatever and 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 thought like how long has it been since you woke up wondering what you did last night about last night. So did I text someone? That was my, my biggest thing was what did I text to whom? What did I email to whom? You know, I wasn't on social media really, but I had a few instances where, you know, maybe I told the principal of, of my kid's school to go fuck themselves or something like just vulgarity, you know, like, at 3.30 in the morning and then re- and then realize I needed to delete it. But I mean, oh my God. You know, drunken behavior. Who did you sleep with? Who did you try to hit on that wasn't your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse, partner, other, you know, that, that someone else would be upset with you about. They would be upset. You were upset with yourself, you know. Did you drive drunk? Did you get home drunk? Did you go out and do something? I mean... All those things that like it's just so remarkable when you wake up saying like, how long has it been since you woke up with one of that sinking pit in your stomach? Like, what did I do? Oh my God. Oh, whew. thank goodness I didn't do anything. Yeah, awesome. Let's go get wasted again and get close to that line again and hopefully I don't cross it. You know, horrible, horrible. But the program, you know, it, it was kind of like, okay, the, you know, they say 
mental health and physical health is not the absence of illness. It's the presence of joy. It's the presence of feeling good. It's not the absence of feeling bad. Well, what I would suggest is that's exactly what happens in the program is first you stop doing bad things. You stop doing quote bad close quote to yourself, to others. You start shame inducing behavior, just physically harmful things, drinking. It's bad for you. I mean, yeah, I don't give a damn, I, I, you know, how many, how many Articles there are saying, you know, there's elements of wine that are good for you. I'm living proof that, you know, you can drink a $1,200 bottle of wine. I guarantee you it's bad for you, you know, and, and you say, well, it lowers my blood pressure or something. Yeah, right. Whatever. There's other ways to do that that don't involve getting, getting wasted and have the propensity to land you in the gutter. Now, now, now I'm getting on kind of my high horse. I need to get, I need to slow myself down. I need to not tolerate that from myself. So my apologies, my amends to my listeners. I feel I'm getting a little preachy and I'll try not to. I won't tolerate it from myself. But it's more just like, you know, the physical harm, the mental harm, the emotional harm that we did to ourselves drinking. AA helped us stop that, you know? And then, the, and, then, and then comes the real juice when we start doing good, when we start serving ourselves in positive, loving, spiritually healthy ways, when we start doing well by other people, you know, just, just, just selfless, make some coffee, make a call, call someone up, do something positive. And the next thing you know, you're doing an esteemable thing and you feel good about it. You know, gratitude, giving, it feels so good. And you start to have, what's that? You start to have, what's that you hear? Uh, what, what's that? Self-esteem. If you want self-esteem, do esteemable things. Don't tolerate inestimable, inestimable. I'm not, you know, I need to, I need to get the thesaurus out, but don't tolerate bad behavior from yourself. Tolerate only good behavior. And imagine, you know, very simple, you know, it's like if, if being a loud mouth bums you out, don't be a loud mouth, you know, like start working on it, you know, being around somebody who cusses and shames people a lot. All right, cool. Don't do it yourself. Lead yourself. I found that like really, you know, we say accept the things we cannot change. You know what we cannot change? Almost everything. <laughs> there is one thing you can change and that is your own attitude, your own self, your own behavior. You can change that and pretty much that's it. The courage to change the things we can, that's you, lead yourself tolerate only the behaviors that make you feel good about yourself. You know, that's, that's, that's the thing to me. It's like, that's the whole point of the other cleaning your side of the street. You can't clean someone else's side of the street. You can't sit there and yell, Hey, you know what? I want you to clean this street. I, I demand this when your street side of the street's a mess. 
What you can do is clean your side of the street and keep it clean and then take a look at the other side of the street. Here's a little story that I think kind of illustrates this very well. I remember feeling like our the people in the law, I, as, as many of you know, I am now, wasn't always during this podcast, but I am now a retired lawyer, meaning I don't lawyer anymore. I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Um, and for a lot of reasons we can get into, and I don't like to publicly talk about my professional life or whatever, but you know, part of the practice of law and the profession of law, it has had a, a lot of dirty little secrets in it. And one of them is a fascination with and an obsession with and an addiction to alcohol. Um, it's like, you know, just part of the, part of the initiation is, you know, drinking and drinking to excess. And I remember when I got sober, how, weird it was to see people stop drinking so much at firm functions. And I realized that people drank a lot at firm functions because I drank a lot at firm functions. It wasn't because they were drunks who wanted to be drunk. It's because I drank a lot. I was, I was acting out. People did things and went places and treated each other in ways that I did things and went places and treated other people. They followed my example. And when I stopped drinking, everyone stopped drinking. I didn't have to ask them to stop drinking. In fact, I didn't care if they stopped drinking. I, I would be fine if they all wanted to get wasted and whatever. But it was amazing to sit there and just, just by, by, by leading myself, all of a sudden everybody else stopped drinking. And that to me was just living proof of, of these concepts. You know, you, you know, it's spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it unless one's family expresses a desire to live upon spiritual principles. We think we not, we ought not to urge them. You know, we should talk, not talk incessantly to them about spiritual matters. Think about that. You just live your spiritual life and your family is probably going to follow your example and your lead. They want to. You know, there's a great, great part of the big book right before the promises. It says the alcoholic is like a tornado roaring his way through the lives of others. Hearts are broken. Sweet relationships are dead. Affections have been uprooted. Selfish and inconsiderate habits have kept the home in turmoil. We feel a man is unthinking when he says that sobriety is enough. Think about that. That's the whole point is that, you know, think about that tornado. If your leader, meaning yourself, if you are a tornado, you know, you're going to rip your way through the, your own life, but it's going to rip everybody else's too. Hearts are going to be broken. Your heart's going to be broken. Sweet relationship, the relationship with your higher power, dead. Affections uprooted. Selfish and inconsiderate habits. And we think about that, and it's like you don't have to go out and be like, hey, everybody, look, I'm not a tornado anymore. Be a, Don't be a tornado either. No, you know what it is is, you just don't be a tornado. 
work the steps, work with your sponsor, work with your higher power, love your higher power, and, 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 and don't drink and go to meetings. And all of a sudden, the tornado winds start to die down. Don't tolerate the tornado in yourself. And suddenly the tornado isn't there. And then, you know, one, three, six, nine, a year, two years. And all of a sudden you look and you go, hey, what happened to that tornado? Hadn't been around in a while. The tornado was me. You know, and, and, and interestingly, there ain't been any other tornadoes ever since I cleaned my tornado out. <laughs> I'm mixing a lot of metaphors here, but roll with it. You know, we get the conduct we tolerate. And you know what? You don't have to worry about what you tolerate from other people. You don't have to worry about setting rules and boundaries and all this stuff right now. What you got to do is set the boundaries with yourself. Set the boundaries with your self-respect, with what you will tolerate from yourself. You know, if you're okay saying fuck you to somebody on the other side of the political spectrum, then you know what? You've, you've, that, there's the sign. That's what you tolerate. That's the way you, that's going to be what you get. We reap what we sow, you know. But on the other hand, if you say like, I don't speak that way. And you don't tolerate people speaking that way around you. It's amazing how all of a sudden people don't talk around like that around you or you've cut that out of your life. And then you realize like, wow, you know, I'm so much healthier. It's been a month since I've watched any kind of news program, uh, on television because that was my, my new year was I tried to, and I've shared this in the, in, in the program, you know, it's kind of a social, media and news uh, embargo. I tried to do it last year before coronavirus stepped in and uh, and I, I just couldn't, you know, like I just got, I was, I was out on my own on a road trip and I got kind of like hooked into what the heck is happening to our world and our stock markets and all these things. And it just was like, oh my God. And I got sucked in and then the election stuff started and it was like, it was literally, it was a gateway drug. So my partner says it was a gateway drug. You, you know, you, she watched as I first dabbled in, you know, let's just check out CNBC and stock markets. And then the next thing it's, I'm watching, you know, whatever mainstream news programs and just getting spun up about what's going to happen. And the next thing it's the election and it's this one and it's that one. And I'm just like, I'm not sleeping. I'm getting angry. I'm getting anxious, you know, all these things, you know, wasn't good for me. And so I said, you know what, 2021, I'm saying goodbye to all that. Just like, Five and a half years ago, I said goodbye to alcohol and drugs. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a sober guy. And I decided that the same level of, you know, the same militancy that I brought to my sobriety, I needed to bring to this social media and to, um, you know, news, mainstream news. And Anytime I feel myself wanting to slip, I can tell it's like, Hey, I haven't been to a meeting in a while or I haven't, I haven't, I'm, I need, I haven't filled that time with good behavior. 
or service or something. So, you know, I don't, I don't watch it anymore and I don't look at it, all that stuff. And it feels great. I'll tell you, I'm not missing anything. I mean, there are plenty of sources of information for what you need that are not news. You know, they're not the news with a capital T and a capital N. It's not like, hey, you know, there's this event occurred. You could study it or whatever. But but really, if you think about it, did, do you really need to know what this person or that person tweeted? Or do you really need to know what, what um, you know, uh, uh, I, do you really need to know any of it? Honestly, no. The answer is no. Because you're saying, I tolerate this. These images these things that are that are not they're not designed to make you feel good. They're not designed to help you. They're not designed to inform you. They're designed to infect you. And infect you with a certain ideology, a certain anxiety, a certain addiction that gets you hitting that like button or the refresh button or whatever it is. Right, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Send me an email. Tell me why tell me why I'm wrong. I'm 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 cool with it. I'll listen. But I know, I know, I know. Just as I know that, you know what, I need to put the plug in the jug. I needed to put, I needed to push the off button on the television and the off button on uh, social media. We get the conduct we tolerate, but that starts with ourselves. There's only one thing we can change when it comes to the serenity prayer, except the things we cannot change. Okay, what can we change? The courage to change the things we can? Okay, what is that? What, what's that one thing? What, except the things I cannot change, everything. Courage to change the things I can. Only thing is me. It's the only thing I can change. Get the conduct you tolerate. What can you tolerate? Just, hey, start with yourself. What do you tolerate from yourself? I love each and every one of you. I do. I hope you can join me in this glow of serenity that I'm feeling. You know... And I'll just say this in closing. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. God, come into our heads before we do. Please put a 
billboard sign on my soul and in my heart and in my voice and in my mind and in my actions and my hands and my words and thoughts and deeds that says what I will tolerate, that lives what I will tolerate and what I will not tolerate. Let me lead by example and live by example, the example that you would have me lead and live to live a life of serenity and humble grace before you.